This week, we talk about the 2019 Subaru Forester, which we got to drive at our track. And Waze and Google Maps are finally coming to Apple CarPlay. And then we answer some of your questions. Next on Talking Cars. And we're back. I'm Keith Barry. I'm John Lincove. I'm Mike Quincy. And we're going to start right off with news. There's a lot of news this week about infotainment systems in cars. And if you don't know what that means, which I hear a lot of people don't, infotainment, as the name suggests, information and entertainment, not too much entertainment, keep your eyes on the road, on your dashboard. So uh, the sounds big like a, news, a variety show. Yeah, <laughs> it does. The infotainment with, um, with, uh, with Keith Burl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got, um, so wow. the big news is that, <laughs> going way back, the big news is that um, car CarPlay, which is the Apple way of basically projecting your phone uh, onto your dashboard in a lot of new cars, just got Waze and Google Maps. Right. And that's, that's huge because previously it had only been Apple Maps, right? Right. You'd only be able to project Apple Maps in the iOS CarPlay universe and uh, Google Maps and Waze, which Google owns, mm -hmm. uh, they were locked down to the Android world. So now whether Android allowed Apple or Apple said, fine, we'll, we'll capitulate, yeah. you can broadcast, you can project these two mapping uh, uh, applications into the screen, the center dash. Why is that important? Yeah. Okay, you're no longer putting it in the cup holder. You're no longer seeing, like you, you talked about, yeah, you know, a 7 Series with a big old, a BMW 7 Series with a big old suction cup on the front and the person's you know, looking at the phone. And ostensibly, mm. it will cut down on driver distraction. You know, mm. you, you program your, your, where your route is, you program your destination, and it's right in there in a larger display so it's easier to see and less time off the road. So why do people love uh, Waze and Google Maps? I mean, I use, I use CarPlay, so I'm kind of stuck with Apple Maps, mm -hmm. but I, I used Google Maps for the first time driving home the other day, and, and it, was, it was a little bit better, I think. Well, I think yeah. Apple Maps, first of all, um, they took the three dimensions and flattened it. And, and oh, they when had that they, really they bad launched, launch. Yeah, they, they, they never really got over a rough launch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seriously. Uh, it, it depends on the universe you like. I like Waze personally. Okay. Um, there's a gamification of it, and I don't really play in that world with it. You have Strava, though. I do have Strava for <laughs> yeah. my bike. I also have Zwift, and okay. I used it last night. You can't night. have a talking cars without talking about bikes. Bikes, yeah. yes. Talking bikes and cars. Um, yeah, look me up on Zwift, everybody. <laughs> who, who does. Um, but, you know, but seriously, it, it's there's a whole aspect. You can have a gamification. You can have little little guys who eat eat dots while you're driving and you get points and yay, you're a king and you're a queen. And it's hard and to do stuff. when you have your, your phone. You should well, be super distracted. Well, the, yeah, you should be eyes on the road, that, right? That's, that's my issue with Waze, is mm. I know a number of people who are, inter, who are interacting with their phones, not, not a big screen, yeah. their, their phones, mm. while, oh, or there's a police officer. And, there's a, and, and so they're, they're playing with their phone while they're using this. But, but, but I really don't like it when I'm a passenger and I'm seeing the driver messing with their phone to try to get points and whatnot. Well, the thing I like about these systems more than, I know you like using in-car navigation, but the, what I like is that these tend to be a lot more responsive. Uh, Google Maps, Waze, they'll, they'll route you around things that are, that are traffic jams or things mm -hmm. like that. Well, so some, are, some, some integrated systems are better than others. Some, mm -hmm. some integrated systems have automatic rerouting. Uh, uh, but I, I also do, I, I really like Android Auto. Hmm. When, when, it's, when, it's, when we have cars that actually have it, some cars we have hmm. don't have the, you know, the application. For and it. some I'll, news I'll, about Android Auto. 
Some news about Android Auto is that to Toyota actually, it's sort of unconfirmed by Toyota, but a lot of people are reporting that Toyotas are going to come out with Android Auto. The, just some recent ones started adding adding CarPlay, um, and now finally they're going to get Android Auto. And Toyota was one of the last manufacturers to get on board Which with this. Which is weird. You it know, is. Why? But it also is, I mean, it's kind of taking the manufacturer out of the equation because manufacturers aren't good at building smartphones for your dash. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. One of the big positives of Android Auto and, and CarPlay, and whether you're, you love it or not, is that it takes away the need for manufacturers to be almost IT companies as well. Mm. And they're we not have good a screen. At that. Well, they, yeah. they're not good at it, and you know, as we've seen with with Lexus, for example, the interface controls with the touchpad or the mouse, and you know, we've seen Mazda's a challenge with its knob, and you know, there, there's all kinds of ways. Of you have a screen, you plug in your phone, you you set it, and you go. They can focus on other parts of the vehicle, and they can just make sure that the screen is there. They can make sure that it's got a a fine processor to run these programs. And you're taking a lot out of their hands. You're not I'm, look. I'm not asking Apple or mm. Google to build a car. I know they're all talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I would rather they work on what they do well and let the car companies work on what they do well. Yeah. And, and, right. and down the road, we can have more of a convergence. Well, one of the things that the car companies aren't that great at is voice recognition. And they'll kind of buy something mm -hmm. third party. But this week, we also got some news um, about putting Alexa in the car. And there's uh, the... the um, you, you looked into that, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Amazon announced a new uh, Echo in the car. Uh, introductory price of about $25, maybe going up, up to 50 bucks mm. as it gets uh, rolled out. I think um, the, the good... The good news about this is that it's very helpful for people that maybe have an older car that don't have voice recognition system mm. in the car, or they have a car that's really lousy. And we've all tested cars with some of the voice uh, commands are, are terrible. Some are better than others. Um, the, the better in-car systems, can, in, in my opinion, can kind of do what you're asking a lot of Alexa to do. The natural uh, voice talk. Right. I mean, right. Um, uh, the, the articles that you sent me that I read and, and said, you know, you could say, Alexa, you know, find me a Starbucks. Some of, the, some of the systems, like from Hyundai, I can hit the, the button on the, on the steering wheel and say, find me a Starbucks, and it pops up. Yeah. Other systems, you say, find me a Starbucks, and it says, you know, must pick category. Pick coffee shops. Within coffee shops, pick Dunkin' Donuts. Or so, and it's more distracting than right. Just, so, yeah. so, so the ones where there's just one touch and it goes, uh, that's really functional for me. If if Alexa is going to do this in in the car world, then all the better. But there's also some some downsides. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm, I, I, there are two downsides that I so I tried out Alexa in uh, in a car that we had. Um, a lot of cars require a lot of Alexa. Uh, a lot of Alexa requires that you download these skills. Mm -hmm. And that basically, it's like an app uh, that you use over voice. And it, and it requires you to say things in a very specific way. So for the Lexus we were, we were driving, you can check you know, how much gas it has from your house. You can say, um, you know, Alexa, ask Lexus, uh, which is a hard thing to say. I'm getting <laughs> tongue-tied just thinking about it. Uh, you know, how much gas in the car, lock the car, start the car. The cool thing is that some cars have it integrated in the other direction. So you can say, Alexa, turn on my lights when I get home and, and um, you know, put on, uh, put on some jazz. Uh, you can do, you know, it's a long day. Alexa, you know. See, I, I love coming into people's houses that have Alexa and they're yeah. listening to jazz. And I walk in and, and I hijack. I say, Alexa. Play the Sex Pistols. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which, is, which is always really kind that, of funny. Though. But the other problem, though, is that now Amazon knows <laughs> that what they're listening to. 
Right, and right. maybe now Alexa's going to know, you know, Amazon is this huge company. And let's face it, the reason why they're doing this is because they're trying to make you buy things in the car. There has to be a moment, not a single moment every day where you're being asked to buy something. So, you know, if you ask it for Starbucks a lot, what's to say that they're not going to start, hey, there's a, there's a new coffee shop up the street and we're going to give you a dollar off your, uh, your next yeah. cappuccino. And in other words, uh, you're not even prompting it. It's just going to kind of interject. And yeah, you're going to be that's driving gonna happen, and but, you're going to hear voices all of a sudden says, Hey, Keith, hmm. there's a coffee shop over there you haven't Well, the, yet. And the privacy yeah. concerns are huge. Um, that's why I don't run any of that. I, I, yeah. I can certainly, my house is new enough, I can put in all that stuff. I could put in a, a nest or, you know, a, a thermostat like that. I could have, you know, even the window shades that go up and down. I don't want that. I don't want that interference. Hmm. And like you were talking about, I've been in a house with five kids who come in and they're all just screaming, Alexa, 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 Alexa. You put that put on, in the car. Put on Frozen, put on this, put on that. <laughs> oh my no, God. No, no, no. Voice commands are hard enough in a car with yeah. passengers. You're like, everyone, shh. You know, <laughs> all right. turn the air conditioning down, let alone anything else. No, not for me. So from the future to something a little bit retro, the new Subaru Forester we rented when we have it at the track. And I say that not because it isn't brand new and it doesn't have all the latest features. And we're going to talk about some of the latest safety features. But there's some things about that car that are just, I mean, they didn't, they didn't change any of the things that we liked about it. Yeah, the, that cool? the things that make the Forester both a top, top performer in our tests mm. and also a really uh, high, highly ranked vehicle and owner satisfaction and, and in, our sur- yeah. in our survey, yeah. um, or in our auto survey, uh, you know, members tell us they like the visibility. This thing has windows. I, I, windows like, like the windows house. around in this room, okay? Yeah. They, they're about <laughs> this big, the side windows. The roof pillars are tiny, so it gives you great visibility as well in the corners. The Subarus have always done very well in government roof, cru- roof crush tests. You know, they haven't mm. crushed. Um, it's just, it's tall inside. It's, it's, you know, almost pickup truck-like inside. It's gotten quieter. Mm. Um, it's very roomy. It's got great capabilities uh, as far as for cargo. I mean, these are just things that have, you know, it just checks off the list. And they kind of yeah. made that cargo area a little wider, easier to get into. Now it looks like a baby Ascent from the, the big three-row SUV. Yeah. And the Ascent looks like a big, you know, Forester. But but it it also uh, it, from the from the the vehicle that we rented it, it rides really well mm-hmm. it handles we think it, it's 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 definitely made some improvements over the last model and you know listen Subaru is, is pretty smart I mean they they're not gonna they're not gonna mess this up they've got a good thing going and and the the one that we rented was a touring model and it had a beautiful interior oh, wonderful yeah. fit and finish nice seats easy to use controls. Um, it's no wonder that a number of Consumer Reports uh, members and fans of Talking Cars love this vehicle. Now, it's not, it's not super powerful. No. No, it's, 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 a little, it's a little down on power. I guess they said it's, it's more power than, the, uh, than the, the standard engine of the last model. The last 2.5. But, I mean, driving around, yeah, but I mean, driving around the, even the hills of Connecticut on the highway and passing mm-hmm. and merging and stuff, I mean, some of those hills are pretty steep out on Route 2, and it was fine. I didn't have any complaints. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's perfectly adequate power. It's, yeah. it's not meant to be a sporty car. They got rid of the XT, the turbo version. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people complaining about that, but it wasn't a huge seller. Yeah. Um, the days of making it a WRX SUV, you know, with modifications are, are over for some people. I mean, that's the people who we're, you know, interacting on Twitter with love that stuff. Yes, yes. But how many of them are actually buying but the car? They're, they're buying right. it secondhand and thirdhand. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is that it, the safety technology there is going mm. to have standard eyesight which includes forward collision warning, automatic emergency braking, it has a lane departure warning. They have a new eye tracking, uh, yeah, you know, what is, a, the, is this a, a visibility. Like, is this kind of like in Super Cruise where it, you know, it looks at your, makes sure you're looking at the road? Well, so it's, it's, 
It's a very slimmed down version of what General Motors is doing with Super Cruise and okay. the Cadillacs. Um, you know, so it's basically looking at you, at the driver, to see if they're paying attention. The interesting thing about this is that while it says it's looking at at your face, it's looking at kind of the angle of your head. And, mm. and I noticed that. When I was driving, I would kind of I'd check my blind spot, and my eyes would be on the road, my head would be kind of turned, and it would say... It, it, it gives you, like, pay attention, look up, you know, and, and Jake, you know, Mr. Mr. Mm. Glass of interesting stuff here. Yes. You know, he, he brought that attention at first, and he said, you know, look, you can, you can drive like this, and you're looking, your eyes are looking at the road, and it says pay attention. Or you could do this and look down, you know, driving down the track and looking at your, you know, pretending to look at your phone, and it, it doesn't know that you're not looking at the road at all. Yeah. So, you know, great to have a system for driver attentiveness, but like many new technologies, you know, it's not it's, quite it's, there it's yet. Not 100 well, I mean, there. There. You we're know, gonna you, wait you can for work the full verdict. Uh, Kelly, who's our who's our human factors and user interface uh, sort of genius, is, mm -hmm. is, is is I've seen her spending a lot of time in that car. We're gonna buy our own. Obviously, yeah, yeah. and she is she has been really looking into it. Uh, so all the privacy concerns, all the how does it work? You know, we're, uh, you know, I was there, and, and we're kind of getting sort of half half answers. And she's gonna she's gonna look into that, and she and Jake are gonna kind of find out because I think this is something we're gonna see a lot more of. Yeah, definitely. And once right? we buy our own car, there'll be a more interaction probably with Subaru, I think, and, yeah. and have some more answers and a little more details. Totally, totally. So, um, you know, that might be a future question, but for now, um, we've got some questions from you, our wonderful members. Keep them coming. TalkingCars at iCloud.com. We especially love video ones because then we can take a break uh, while we show the video of you and, you know, take a sip of whatever's in your, in your mug there. Uh, but, but this week, we, we, I'm going to read the questions. Um, the first one is, my wife and I are looking to purchase the new Acura RDX but are waiting for your testing uh, to complete it. Uh, how long do your tests typically take? When do you expect the RDX results to be posted? Also, how does the reliability data look so far in Honda's new 2.0 turbo engine and 10-speed transmission? That's the one that's that's in the RDX, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, we really like the car, but it's new, so is its powertrain, and that has us worried about long-term reliability. Uh, I love talking cars, by the way. The show is what convinced me to become a CR member. Thanks, Chandler, Chicago. Great. And if you love what we do, so go to CR.org and, and become a member, and you're going to find <laughs> people just like us, but they're talking about uh, all kinds of things for mm -hmm. your home. So, so on yeah. that so note. Thanks, Chandler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank accurate. you for the plug. Yeah. RDX? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first of all, our reliability <laughs> data isn't out yet, um, mm. and it's it's a new car, so it's going to pretty much be based on the overall Acura line. Mm. Um, we we do pre we do predict based on the manufacturer, particularly for a new year, a new model. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a total redesign. So that's the reliability side. Um, as far as performance, we we ha we do like it. You know, we're mm -hmm. not going to be giving away information because our testing isn't 100% complete. Mm -hmm. but, but now since Chandler, you're a member, you're gonna, you're, you can read all of that. Chandler will be able to go online <laughs> and then check that out probably in a, in a short period of time. Um, Very short. Fun to drive. Pretty good response uh, from, the, from the engine transmission combination. It's, it's smooth. We did like it. The car is really nice inside. I mean, we didn't even get a, a top premier version. And extremely nice interior. Yeah. Very driver-centric cockpit. So, does, you know, mm -hmm. the... With the inter, you know, the uh, instrument panel and the center console, so we like that a lot. Um, but what but, we don't like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler, yeah. have you and your wife tried out bringing your phones to the dealer, yes. or just trying to change the the radio station? The controls are atrocious. 
bad. They're, they're atrocious controls. Uh, what I what I what, what what gives me hope about Honda, and I guess in this case Acura, it drives really nice. Mm -hmm. It kind of has that old time Honda feel to for the steering and the handling and whatnot. Um, but but the controls, I think, really really let it down. But look, we want data on new cars. We we always need that information, and we really want our members to send it to us. At the same time, we do say to people, look. If you're worried and a car is totally redesigned, skip the first year. Wait. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, he, Chandler, and you may want to read our a report and then wait towards the end of the, new, of the, of the model year of this car and the other at least. Thing, Honda, sometimes they have kind of a tendency to fix things, especially right, with infotainment right, systems right. that are wrong right. very quickly, like model year to model year. Right. So they're very responsive. Let's hope they are with us. Yep. So, um, next question. Uh, hello, I live in Long Island and I work as a salesman for a beer wholesaler. I put an average of 300 to 400 miles a week on my 2006 Nissan Altima in stop and go traffic and I would like to replace it with a new vehicle. Considering the long, cold and snowy winter, I prefer an all-wheel drive vehicle. My top choices are the 2019 Toyota RAV4, 2019 XC40 from Volvo, and the 2019 Subaru Outback. Because of the mileage, this will be a purchase and not a lease, considering the cost and reliability. Which should I pick? I'm also open to other suggestions. And that's from Jem in Long Island. Hello across the sound. Uh, put some beer in the cross sound fair. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You popular guy around Super yeah. Bowl time, I guess. <clears throat> exactly. Well, I, I'm going to take this one from the beginning. I'm going to say... I'm going to give you another suggestion uh, entirely because I used to have a job that was like this, and I don't know, I don't know about you, but my job was actually uh, I got paid by the mile, I got reimbursed for mm -hmm. the mileage that I put in a car. So I got, and I, this is in New England, um, I got a Prius, I put snows on it for the winter, and in stop and go traffic, you're not going to notice that it doesn't have you know the best acceleration. It has a ton of room in the back. Um, you're going to get you know in our test 55 miles a gallon, and and it's an incredibly reliable car. So in that sense, you might actually make money driving this car if you're getting reimbursed by the mile because it costs less to operate this mm. than what most reimbursements are. You know, in stop and go traffic, that's where hybrids really shine. Sure. And that's what I think. And someone who's on the road that much isn't going to be uh, having to take in for service nearly as much. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, some other sure. cars. Exactly. I, I would go with the Outback. Um, mm. First of all, it's, it's established of the three choices. Uh, I'm going to answer his question directly with the three choices he's asking yeah, about. Yeah, no okay, uh, okay. You know, it's roomy. <laughs> it's got the all-wheel drive. Even with, with good all-season tires, he's okay. With snows, he'll be great. Um, you know, and it's, it gets good fuel economy for the, for the category, for, for a large, you know, largest wagon. Hmm. Um, I, I think that's kind of a no-brainer, you know, particularly if he's bringing, like, giant cardboard cutouts of NFL <laughs> players or someone lying in the back of the car or something like that or, you know. <laughs> You know, pictures of Dave Abrams holding a beer up. Um, yeah, I think the Outback is, is a that good one. That has to be one. Miami Dolphins for Abrams. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> Three and zero. Three and zero. Right. Yes. All right. Tell us why you don't like the XC40 because we had a long conversation about this. Well, I, I sorry. There's one I, right over there. I was I was, I was listening to what you guys said. You know, with the Prius makes all the sense in the world, except for me, I still can't get past the styling. But that's a different story. Right, get a, get a John, the, out, the Outback is an <clears throat> excellent choice. I went slightly different route. I'm thinking because of the typical New York's uh, traffic, lots of stop and go, I'm with you on the hybrid, mm -hmm. but I'm RAV4 hybrid. I like oh. the RAV4 because you've got a little bit of ground clearance. If they've got to drive through the snow, that helps. You've got all-wheel drive. You've got all the standard safety features. You've got excellent fuel economy, uh, great reliability, uh, you know, standard forward collision warning, automatic emergency braking. But I'm totally with you. On, on the on the hybrid thing, yeah, with 400 city miles a week in city yeah. driving. No, I, that's that, when that hybrid would, makes that, the most e sense. Exactly, it, it totally does. The only thing I would, the reason I didn't say the Rav4 hybrid is redesigned this year. So mm -hmm. a, you're paying a premium to get it. 
because mm-hmm. it's a brand new model. Well, you get a leftover I would get, model. I would get a leftover. He yeah. has yeah. got the 19, so I would yeah. get it. I would get a leftover yep. hybrid um, and make sure it has Toyota Safety Sense on it. Yeah, t- proven reliability yes. on the older models. Yep, exactly. All right. So. Next question is from Wayne in Berkeley. Uh, in the past 10 or 20 years, dashboards have gone from very colors to all black. I find all black interiors to be ugly and depressing. Why did this happen? Are automakers <laughs> lemmings? I'd love to see some brighter colored dashboards. I'm with you. I'm with you, Wayne. I'm with you on this. I, I, I do agree. It's hard to see out with different colors. First of all, mm-hmm. there's a lot of glare. Uh, we see a lot of steeply raked windshields in, mm. in cars. Every generation that's coming through and here. And the dashboards are getting longer and longer, longer and longer. And longer. So there's more yes, to yes. yeah. So a lot of it's glare. A lot of it's just hard. It's easier to do a flat black or you know something that's that's not going to bounce back. Um, you know, there's a lot of trim that they do throughout the car to compensate for that. Um, with that said, so we were just in the new, the Lexus UX, um, which we didn't love for a lot of reasons, but it had a really cool, the interior was kind of like blue and orange. So if you're a Mets fan, um, <laughs> it's great. At least something might make you happy. Yeah, but dark blue and also like Hyundai, I think has like a, like a dark brown kind of chocolatey color. Well, yeah, in, in fact, the, the, the Forester that we bought, yep. that we rented from Subaru had a kind of a brownish interior. They're kind yeah. of like, you're seeing a reoccurrence of, of brown. There's been a lot of fans of brown, yeah. brown interiors, that, mm. that color, yeah. color scheme. But we are starting to see, and especially, I mean, he had mentioned also uh, uh, when he talked to us that Porsche and some of the higher end car manufacturers have those colorful interiors. And I, I think they're bringing it back, but the tops of the yeah. dashes are always going to be black. You could you know? get anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to spend the money yeah. on a Porsche, you're getting alligator oh, right. well, skin, you know, with the bumps. There's something interesting you know? there that I think we talked about earlier is, is that... Um, uh, now with le- with um, leases mm. that new car manufacturers are kind of becoming used car dealers. So right. when they get these cars back, they have to sell them back off a lease. So they don't want a car you Wayne to go out there and order your you know banana yellow dashboard. Paint <laughs> the sample to Quincy's shirt here, exactly, you know. and then not be able to uh, ever sell that again because it's the Wayne special. Hey, I'm not yes. wearing my orange today. Okay, exactly. Uh, I was reprimanded for wearing too much orange, orange and green <laughs> interior bespoke. Yes. All right. Yes. So the next question. Your show rocks. Always a good way to start if you want to get your question answered. Thank you. Your show rocks hard. Uh, I'm starting a mobile auto repair business and I don't want to drive a Transit Connect, although they make sense. Mm. As I start out, this vehicle will be my daily commuter as well. I would prefer something like a compact truck, but the problem is that most of them rate low. I know the Honda Ridgeline rates high, but I think it's too nice and expensive for the trades market. So my question is, which is better when it comes to longevity, comfort, and daily commuting? The Chevy Colorado or the Toyota Tacoma? Hmm. Well, um, I'm going with the Colorado and I'm going with the diesel because I am a big fan of highway uh, diesel uh, mileage. Uh, uh, this, this vehicle did pretty well in, in Consumer Reports testing. It's a bit pricey. Uh, you, can, you can start adding up the, the options on this. I would go with an LT version just to get the power adjustable leather seats. One of the letdowns uh, from our testing of our last Colorado, the cloth seats were a little flimsy, not very supportive. Um, there is some reliability issues with the Colorado. That's one thing that most Toyotas have um, all, over, all over this one. But um, in terms of a highway uh, ride, it's much more comfortable than the Tacoma. Uh, the Tacoma has great resale value. If you buy a Tacoma, when you go to eventually sell it, mm. you're going to get a lot more for it. So, so there's, there's the, even if it's been used as a work truck. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. this is yeah. kind of an interesting dilemma because there aren't a lot of great smallish trucks. We're going to be interested to see the new Ford Ranger when that comes out. Mm. Um, but, but for day-to-day living, uh, I would definitely go with the with the Colorado. The van makes more sense. 
Yeah. It, it makes Kurt, sense. But Kurt, buy a van. <laughs> you know you want it. Look into your heart. There's a, there's a transit Wait, connect. Wait, pull the camera in. Have a There's a transit connect Look just, just driving heart. right there. It's, but, you know you want it. You know, of, of the two trucks, I mean, Look, they're trucks. You put some. You put a load in the bed, and they're going to ride better. Okay. Yes, the Tacoma is horrible without a load. It's in still the bed. a challenge for the Tacoma, but okay. Mm. I, I, I put a bunch of stuff in the bed and some stuff on the hitch, and drove it from here to, to uh, our, our tested one out to Cape Cod and back. And you know, it's it's fine. It's a truck, but it's a lot more manageable. It's not you know bouncing around. Uh, the Colorado, the Chevy is a much nicer vehicle, much more comfortable. Get the leather seats. Um, you know, they both. The Toyota has its own reliability issues, and and like you're saying, you know, they're both expensive in their own way. You know, the Toyota has a very high entry price and getting a used one is, is, a, is a challenge. My brother-in-law could not find a really mm. affordable Tacoma. And then he was finding a ton of TRDs and he didn't want something with the super, you know, the yeah. Toyota racing development uh, suspensions. We didn't want that. The one thing about the Chevys, money on the hood. There's always a sale going on at your, luxury, at your local Chevy dealer with the, with the wobbly guy mm-hmm. and all that. Um, Find a time and look for one that has uh, something on the hood, some money on the hood, and, and you'll, you'll do okay. Yep. You, know, you could even possibly get an off-lease one, or um, you know, you could find you could just find a used one. Someone traded you know one in on on the diesel, and they had a gas one or something like that. So I would look that way. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what I think. The, the van is. <laughs> there's a reason you mentioned it. So. But it's staying with the, with the, with the transit or something else. I think stick. I think stick with it. There's, you know, the Transit Connect. They, they make such a work version, and it's yeah. so. You can lock your tools out. up in it. You don't yeah. have to worry about mm-hmm. getting extra toolbox. I mean, I know driving around in a van, it's not the coolest, most flashy thing. It is true. The trucks, you got to get those side boxes if yeah. you have tools. Exactly. You, know, you, have, you have to do something Good extra point. for that. But there's a reason why so many people drive those vans. Mm-hmm. So um, they hate themselves. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> uh, well, if you hate yourself, if you love yourself, <laughs> if you have a question for us, talkingcars at iCloud.com. We'd love to answer it soon. We'll be back. <laughs> Super producer Dave Abrams <laughs> hates us right now, <laughs> but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, I'll have to do that again. <laughs> and let's do the outro. If you have any questions, uh, sorry. <laughs> if you do have any questions, send them to talkingcars at iCloud.com. If you'd like to learn more about the cars that we talked about, check out the show notes. Thanks so much. See you soon.